Welcome to 2002 Film Odyssey, your number one podcast for all things cinema in 2002. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we're back again, uh, continuing the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still in March. Yeah. It's been a long March. Mm-hmm. Very long March. Uh, I mean that literally and figuratively. Right. So, yeah, yeah. What we do on this show is we work our way through the entire uh, theatrical release movie calendar of the year 2002 in chronological order. Right. And we have a conversation about every movie that mm-hmm. comes out. And yeah, we are still in March. We are on March 15th at this time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a little over halfway through with the month. Right. It's a big month. Big month, yeah. Big month in the 2002 movie canon. Yeah. Uh, and this is a good one today that we're going to talk about. Yeah. I think, I think I can safely say that yeah uh and i was just gonna say to help us talk about that movie we have a very special guest here a returning guest that we could not be happier to have back kelly hamilton's here hey hey, kelly thank you for coming back thanks guys happy to be here and on the mic yeah and uh rock the mic like a vandal (laughs) (laughs) last chump like a candle should we should we like give away uh like behind the scenes details should we let well yeah i think i mean i think we can say that we're recording with a slightly uh upgraded setup yeah new setup uh so you might notice a difference in the sound quality it should be better hopefully i would think i would think definitely better yeah because we used to record with just one mic so you could definitely hear the the space yeah you could hear like the the roof moving and the cats on the roof cats on the roof and there was a cool cat in your driveway there when was I was a walking cool cat up, and I wanted to go say hey. Yeah, which I've I've talked to that cat before, and yeah, it's what pretty did cool. They say? Uh, so what's up? <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, uh, what did it look like? Uh, I mean, this black is... and white, but with like some brown. On, oh yeah, on her face, on their face. Um, yeah. yeah, cool cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, big, I know which cat. Big big cat guy. So. Mm. Got got a few myself. How many cats do you have? Uh, three now. Oh, awesome! I had that two. I had two on my own, and then I moved in with my girlfriend a few months ago, and she has a cat. How are the how are they getting along? Not well. Oh no! Not well. Oh, that's not. That's uh, and then she also has a uh, a thirteen year old pug. Oh. So my cat, one of my cats, is um, particularly uh, difficult cat. Oh, no. It's very very stressed all the time so it's it's been real slow going they're not fully introduced yet uh still it's been months uh he gets very scared of the pug every time he sees her uh and the pug is like i said 13 uh she's mostly blind and just sleeps all day could not be any less of a threat to any living creature <laughs> and my cat just like fucking freaks out if she gets just a little Aww. too close so um yeah they gotta gotta they they stay separate when we're not there and then when we're there they're just still monitored yeah yeah that's a lot of personalities a, yeah. a lot of personalities makes makes relaxing at home like a little bit less relaxing than it should be but uh, it's all right. We're getting there. He'll get there. He'll get there. How long has it been? Uh, March? Early March? Yeah. 
Okay. So, yeah, and it was it was a few weeks March after of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I also wanted to let the listeners know what time is now. This Just, is late now, late June. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Right. Just so you know where we are in this timeline and in the Odyssey. <laughs> so many timelines. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. We got timelines <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so Kelly's here with us. And if uh, any of our listeners want to check out some of the earlier episodes where Kelly was here, you should definitely check those out because they were all great. She was here and we talked about 40 Days and 40 Nights with Josh yep. Hartnett. Great one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hearts War with Colin Farrell yeah. and Bruce Willis, the POW camp courtroom thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was, of course, here for Crossroads, starring Britney Spears, a movie that I think is kind of similar to the movie I we're know. about to talk about on this episode, in that it's a coming of age road trip movie. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting parallels. I think the universe brought this to my door. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have a whole lot in common besides being well, able to say said. that they're both road trip movies. <laughs> uh, I think they're pretty much the exact same movie. Yeah. I, I think there's like an interesting Venn diagram of like sex, road trip. There is that scene in Crossroads where two of them are jacking off on diving boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like in E2 Mama right, right, right. coming yeah. in. So. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so that's the movie that we're talking about on this episode. <laughs> Alfonso Cuaron's E2 Mama Tambien. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. It's a movie frequently, if you look online, attributed to 2001. Yes. Um, we included in our Odyssey because it was released in the United States. Yeah. For the uh, first time. Yeah, for the yeah. first time. You know, it gets the 2001 tag because it got its original release probably... In, in Mexico in 2001, and yeah. it also did the festival circuit. So a lot of yeah. times you'll see movies that are like festival movies. They get whatever year they first debuted at a film festival. Right. So anyhow, yeah, that's what we're talking about on this episode, Itamama Tambien, uh, which I'm excited to talk about. Sure. It's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely, I would say, the best of the movies that I've been here for. I think it's the best it's, movies it's, I've been here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the best. It's the best 2002 movie we've covered on the the show so far. Yeah. We didn't even get to Final Judgments before we said. that. I mean, that's. I think it's safe to say it's yeah. very safe to say yeah. the the close the the previous number one was what Monsoon Wedding for both of us yeah. probably right, and that's a good movie. But this is, I would say, a, I'd say a cut above that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's what we have to talk about on this episode. Uh, but we don't have to talk Itumamatambian just yet. We can uh, relax a little bit, we can chill out. We need like a, a theme song for the chill. I was thinking segment. about that. Uh, we could, you know, say, I think it's time to chill out, and then I could put in like a a song. I don't know what it would be like. Well, we could do like a parody song or something, a parody song like, of what song? Um, of uh, chill out with me tonight. Isn't that like a real big fish song? With me, it, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what yeah, is yeah. that song? What is that? Know, Freak out? Like, what is no, the original? I think it's like it might be chill out. Is it chill out? No, uh, probably not because that would just be too perfect. Because freak out is chic, which we could also yeah, do. I think you do that one. Chill out. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> <Dude>. good. <laughs> <laughs> the freak yeah 
uh, that'd be good. Um, I'm let me. I'm gonna find this real big fish song real quick because now I'm just curious. Oh, it's sellout. Sorry, sellout. That's right. Oh, sellout yeah, yeah. with me. Okay. Was that on a soundtrack? Was that on the it's like on every Clueless? Orange County basketball soundtrack? Basketball, I basketball. I yeah. think. Yeah, Is they that perform. A or 2002 movie? Oh, no, unfortunately not. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is unfortunate. <laughs> it, it, would be, it would be worth talking about, I think, if, if we could. Maybe there's some loophole where we could fit it in. Like, maybe it got a, maybe it got a DVD collector's release. edition DVD released in 2002. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a collector's edition exists. No, I think it's just the one. The one, yeah. yeah. But there'd be a lot of collectors, though. Yeah, we would have it, probably. You're more of a basketball guy than I think I am, right? I mean, Dan. maybe at one point in my life i would say i was more of a basic i don't i didn't think it was very good the last time i tried to watch it there is one part that used to make me laugh like uncontrollably uh to the point where i would rewind the uh vhs tape mm-hmm. uh and just like watch the scene over and over again <laughs> it's got to be the same thing that i'm thinking of that makes me laugh uh is it when uh squeak gets mauled by the dog no, because that's, no, that's that's the part. That's the part that, for whatever reason, got me yeah. so good uh, way back. No, for me, it's when Ernest Borgnine is choking that's on the hot dog. Dogs. Dogs. Okay. Dogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are some jokes in that movie. Yeah, it's it's not very good. I would no, say overall, it's, it's pretty bad. But but uh, Ernest Borgnine's in it. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. No, yeah. didn't one of our didn't have like a picture with him or something like that? Well, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, came to sign at the store that you and oh, I worked okay. at. Together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I met him, and he signed my Wild Bunch Blu-ray. There wow. Yeah. I hate to make this podcast crass mm-hmm. this early again, but did, have you guys ever seen that clip of Ernest Borgnine on Fox News where he talks about how he like masturbates all the time? <laughs> uh, I <laughs> don't know. He was, if he was like a hundred years old. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen it, but I, I think I've heard that it's, story. It's yeah. a pretty, it's a pretty funny clip. Yeah, he's very but, horny old man. Oh gosh. Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna be talking about horny jerking off a few times. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if if there were ever an episode, yeah. this, I mean, this episode is NC seventeen. Yeah, we could issue Uh-oh. a little content warning that we're going to be talking about some sexually explicit. But we scenes. could make it like a like a fake content warning. Like, are you offended? Well, too bad. Oh, like a mm-hmm. tough guy comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should do it right now, Rick. Do it now, and then I'll just put it at the top of the episode. Uh, kids these days are using. Pronouns for everything. What happened to being pro America? <laughs> Is that related to the content warning? I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> but doing, that's like, your my, anti. That's my. That's my. My anti woke comedian. Yeah. Uh, oh, you should put that right around where he starts talking about release dates in America only mattering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really uh, painting a bad picture of myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what. What's that character's name? I don't know, like Donnie Kyle or something. Donnie Kyle. Donnie Kyle. Wait, there I wasn't. Go. I wasn't putting the Donnie <laughs> and the Kyle together, but sure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, little content warning, I guess, in case you don't want to hear us talk about penises, penises, and if you don't want whacking off on, <laughs> if you don't want to hear Dan or I say blowjobs, I'll say blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, I also. Uh, don't really want to hear me say blowjob, so I think that's totally valid. 
but yeah before we talk about all that stuff we can talk about some things that we've recently seen what's the thing you've seen sure i was actually thinking about this i was actually trying to see things before this that i could talk about Mm -hmm. um i saw as i'm sure maybe you guys have as well the new spider-man i i haven't seen it it oh bummer okay it's phenomenal you have to go see it um you you don't think that they can outdo the first one but the but they really do with the second one it's just absolutely incredible to watch and the the story is pretty perfect um and then i think i saw oh i watched the whole new season of black mirror that was pretty much what i've watched watched in the last couple weeks cool i didn't realize there was a new season there is a new season it's six episodes um they're i i watched them like kind of right out like right on the tail of wrapping up the jordan peele's first season of twilight zone mm-hmm. that is like several years old at this point but yeah it kind of went right from that to this um interesting parallels but uh you know wasn't my favorite wasn't my favorite season of black mirror but it had some good gems i've only seen the first season of black mirror oh really mm-hmm. the like english, the english season version. right oh you know what no i've seen a couple from one of the subsequent seasons i saw the one with bryce Dallas howard okay but i've seen all of the first season okay that i, w- I would say that's probably like like peak, peak yeah black mirror i've actually never seen any seen black, any black mirror, mirror. Oh yeah my God. if i recommended one episode it would probably be the uh the eyeball one the uh, where the eyes can record with oh uh, yeah the, um, the history of your life the, or the history of everything or something like that with Toby I, Kebbell. Toby and, Kebbell, uh, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I don't That's know the name of the one. episode. But... I just rewatched that one recently. That one holds up. That's probably one of my favorites as well. I don't know who Toby Kebbell is. Oh, what? Uh... Do you have a movie podcast and you don't know Toby <laughs> Kebbell? <laughs> Who's Toby Kebbell? Oh, boy. Well, what was Toby Kebbell doing in 2002? Probably nothing, Silver right? Surfer? Was he like... Was that not... Oh, I mean, I okay. know him from... This guy. He was in one of the Planet of the Apes movies, right? Yeah, he right? was in The Rise? The Dawn? The first one with James Franco. Okay, I I haven't I haven't seen any of those movies. The apes, the the Matt Reeves (laughs) apes movies. Uh, I thought he was in the second one with Jason Clark. Dawn. Yeah, he was in that one. That's Dawn. Yep. Yeah. Not the Franco one. That was with Lithgow. Was Franco only in one? Yeah, he was just in the first one, I believe. His his film debut was in 2004, so he wouldn't wow. wouldn't have been in any 2002 movies, unfortunately. Okay. All right, well, we're going to have to just cut this whole part then. <laughs> what was his debut? Uh, something called Dead Man's Shoes. Uh. Oh, that's oh, the, that's uh, the yeah. Shane Meadows, Patty Constantine movie. Yeah, yeah. which we, I think we talked about on mic before. We did, because I met Patty Constantine right. a couple months ago. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. He walked into my work. It's really? Cool. Yeah yeah uh uh so what else have you seen besides uh those Black are the only things and... i remember yeah off the top but uh probably other things yeah. only thing only two things i figured i would mention and it's kind of heartbreaking that neither of you have seen either of them i'm sorry so, you know well have, i've seen I've... some episodes of black mirror but none of the ones that again you're... none of the things that i've just seen just yeah just seen i i saw the the first uh spider-verse it was good okay. as did i yeah okay okay and it was good uh what have you seen dan oh jeez. or should i go because uh, you gotta pull up your list no i got it i got it pulled up do you have to pull up one yourself well <laughs> I'll, I'll i was go. just gonna name a couple things i wasn't gonna sure. name everything 
Yeah, I mean, I I, could... I've seen a lot of stuff recently, so I, I, I might be quicker, just... so I could go. Okay. Uh, I saw. What did I see? I saw the new uh, Nicole Hall of Center movie. Mm. Uh, I, I think you should leave. No, not I think you should leave. <laughs> Great show. You, you hurt my feelings. Uh, is what it's called. You know, I'm terrible with. Uh, as good as a memory I think I have with movies, I'm really bad with movies with uh, sentence titles. Yeah, like the yeah. Um, the the one we always talk about is the uh, like the last James L. Brooks movie, which I can't remember. What yeah, it was I know, I know. Because uh, yeah, movies weird. movies like uh, with titles like "I Wish Each You Were Mama. Here" and "This Is Where I Leave You" and yeah, yeah. Well, Ethan that's different. There's, there's too many prepositions. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you need like an adjective and a noun. What is the yeah? What is the name of the James L. Brooks one? How did you hear that, or how did you know? How, how did you know? Right? How did you know? Yeah, I think it's how did you know. I never. Those saw are it. kind of obnoxious. They're like novel titles. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't either. What uh, is it telling me? I mean, it it doesn't help that most of those movies generally are not very good too. Right forgettable just in general yeah yeah so wait, what's this nicole hall yeah but one? you hurt my feelings i thought was pretty good uh not great but i enjoyed it uh it's with julia louis dreyfus uh oh, okay. tobias menzies julia louis dreyfus plays a a writer and a memoirist is that a word memoirist. Yeah. yeah i think that works turned like fiction writer and she overhears her husband um giving an honest opinion about her new book like basically saying oh it sucks when he'd previously been saying to her face, like, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, so that's what the whole movie's about, like, oh. working through that. And, uh, yeah, pretty good. Some of the humor didn't always work for me, but uh, they had some really good scenes together, Tobias Menzies and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I'm not super familiar with him. Mm-mm. I know he was in, uh, he's a Game of Thrones guy. Oh, really? Give me, his, what's his character? Not sure. What's the house that he's from? Yeah, I don't know. Is what's his sigil? Game house. Uh, I don't see him in Game of. Th- oh wait, there he is. <laughs> Who does he write Tully. for? Tully. Okay. Ed Edmure, Edmure Edmure Tully. Tully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he's Prince Philip on the yeah. crown. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know that because uh, I haven't watched that, but my wife has, and I'd see scenes occasionally. He's also on Rome, which is a show I've heard was pretty good, oh. and wouldn't mind watching because yeah. i love i love shows that like have very short single runs single it's yeah. like two okay. seasons and it's like okay i can get in and get out and feel like i've digested an entire yeah. something did you say short names kelly yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's easy to say like single that. syllables <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um uh yeah but it, it was good it you know very like um astute observations about being in like long-term relationships and finding the balance between like being honest with your partner and also being supportive and it was good uh and then i saw guy Ritchie's the covenant oh gosh with uh our buddy uh travis it's more of a travis movie for sure but uh i actually enjoyed it more than i thought i would wow you guys went and saw the covenant without me huh yeah we told you we saw it no you didn't uh oh this wow. is a revelation Uh-oh. on Mike. Wow. Well, it was uh, a movie night that we were supposed to do, and you couldn't do it. Oh, okay. And fair. Our wives were hanging out, and we had nothing to do. 
Blame it on the there you go. <laughs> I, I wasn't actually mad uh, about missing out on the covenant. Well, just relax. Hey, <laughs> take it easy over there. Take it easy. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was like better than I was thinking. It would be more of a like just a straightforward action movie, I guess, and not so much of a uh, like. I thought it was going to be more like Lone Survivor, if you guys saw that movie. Like a very jingoistic, melodramatic, yeah, annoying movie. Uh, but yeah, it was just like kind of a straightforward thriller. And the uh, the guy that plays the translator, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, know what it's about. But he was really good. Dar Salim is his name. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are the only things I've seen in theaters. And then we... Uh, you and I, Dan, we were at Travis's house and did a six-movie marathon. Yeah. No. Long, yeah. A long Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What movies? Did you want to talk about them, or uh, should we talk about them right now? We can run through them real yeah, quick. Yeah, make it go uh, quicker. The Wraith. The Wraith? Uh, with Charlie Sheen. That was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it Very was fun. Uh, the Neil Breen movie, Double Down, his first movie. Uh <laughs> We're just, just throwing a lot of titles at people. Staggeringly right incompetent uh, movie. I'm just like, how did you find these? You just like roll a dice. Well, have you ever? You're not familiar with Neil Breen? No. Oh boy. Oh boy. You got to check out the Fateful Findings trailer, if nothing yeah. else. Fateful Findings. Yeah. 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 It sounds very Irish. Not. Not. Yeah. Not Irish. He's just like this right. independently he, wealthy guy. Yeah. He claims to be an architect. Anyway, he's a guy who had enough money to like make his own movies, and he just started making movies by himself in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, oh. and so he's just like this fucking weird old—I mean, he's not old—weird like middle-aged rich guy or whatever who's not a good actor or good at basically anything to do with movies, yeah. um, but wanted to make movies. Um, he's a money it, guy. It's a lot of like him, like plink plinking around on multiple laptops and stuff because he like in faithful findings he claims to be like a, a good computer hacker yeah and double down it's very similar he's like a spy like a master yeah. spy he's like a like a cia guy or like a independent contractor assassin dude yeah but yeah all Gosh. of his movies have to do with uh like him corrupt governments exposing yeah, like, secrets exposing secrets oh, and uh, fighting corrupt governments and he's just like a weird rich libertarian guy basically yeah. that i'm assuming movies. i mean he's got, I don't very, know, he's got very what's his name it's got those Tommy vibes. vibes definitely yeah it's yeah. it's it, it's in that it's in that realm he is yeah. the main character of his yeah life. and also similarly like you see like a lot of his weird weird nude body and stuff oh. just like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Uh Oh yeah, and you do see a lot of him in Oh, uh, you see all of him Double Down. pretty much yeah. in Double Down. Well. Um you see more of him than you see Gael Garcia Bernal in uh Itumama yeah. Tambien. Yeah. And um, Diego. And Diego. Uh what what else did we watch? We watched uh, Expect to Die. Mhm. With uh, Jalal Merhai. Yeah, <laughs> Jalal Merhai movies are a pretty good time. Yeah, that one was eh, not great, but it's the risk you run. Uh, what else? We watched Extraction Two on okay. Netflix. Yeah, so there's a movie that some people have actually heard of. Yeah, and we also watched Extraction One. We watched Extraction One earlier in the month. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Travis really likes Extraction 1 and was excited for Extraction 2 because it came out on his birthday. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we had to watch the first one a couple weeks ago to pre- prep for Extraction 2. two. Yeah. And 2 is better than oh. 1. Yeah, I was a little more engaged with 2. 2 I is I like, liked it, but... It, it was like kind of fun at times. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. I was just kind of like, all right, whatever. But like there there were moments where I was like, ah, oh, this is all right. It was a little long. Y- yeah. But, but it, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe if you like uh, movies that feel like video games. Yeah. You'd really like it. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, is that 1917. It is? Based on, is it based I don't think it's based on a video game, game but it, to me, it had that vibe. Yeah, it it also feels like there's a a cut of that movie that could feel more like a kind of like an 80s or 90s like revenge th- action movie or whatever and yeah. it'd be like, "Okay, this is good." It's it it's just it's got a little too much digital, digital sheen to the action yeah. to really nail it, but uh it's not it's not bad. Yeah. And um, Idris Elba's in it. He is. Okay. Yeah, is he real, real briefly. No. no well do we want to spoil I, it i mean no. i don't know if we don't really know if he is he's just like a a mysterious guy who yeah. shows up you don't really know what his motivations are and even by the to end to provide exposition yeah, yeah he shows up and he's like staring at one scene he's like staring off at the mountains and he just starts talking but without even turning around while chris hemsworth like walks up to him like one of those like sinewy monologue right, senior right, just right, like oh, right. what okay transition <laughs> got it yeah yeah shadowy uh, government agent got yeah, it. yeah 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 so yeah. uh i mean drew selva's got lots of charisma so it's cool when he yeah. shows up and stuff but uh uh what else did we watch we watched balance of power uh which is is that like a that was the billy blanks one yeah <laughs> sorry kelly uh, we're just going off on these tangents is this the tybo guy that's, that's the, the tybo guy, guy yeah, yeah. we watched a lot of his movies he's got some fun ones that yeah. was again not one of the better ones but you guys could not pick a more uninteresting movie thon <laughs> uh well travis curated it it's no travis sorry tra- travis no offense to you i'm sure you guys had a great time it I mean, sounds I'm excited for my birthday when I get to finally do a marathon. Because yeah. Andrew's had one for his birthday. Travis has had two now because we did it for Travis's bachelor party and now uh, his birthday. Those, yeah. yeah. He got married just so he could do that, actually. <laughs> <Can't> yeah. <believe laughs> and then uh, I haven't had one yet. Uh, so I'm the odd man out. But my birthday is in a couple months. So. Um, uh, and then the last movie we watched as part of the marathon was Fast X, the newest okay. Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> was that the last thing we watched? That was the oh, last yeah. thing you we watched. Did you see it in theaters? You must uh, have, right? No. We uh, did all Travis these at his bought uh, the, house. Uh, yeah. the Fast digital. Fast X is already on digital? Yeah. Or? I believe it's like one of those like $20 okay. purchases okay. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Tra- Travis owns all the Fast and the Furious movies digitally. So he, he bought that one to go along with so it i believe all right it, it it was my money so yeah I'm, I'm just glad i didn't have to buy it <laughs> we made him get it for his own birthday i mean he picked it he didn't have that's to pick true it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like we, we were like come on travis buy us fast and the furious <laughs> yeah. i want to watch it uh and it sucked yeah it sucked it, it was sucked a lot really <laughs> yeah. i thought momoa, yeah. like momoa was gonna bring something to it he like, actually kind of does okay. i will say he has he, like some charisma he's he's he was doing a thing yeah. in it 
that none of the other characters are really doing. Well, what about Brie Larson? Oh, I no. forgot she was in it. Yeah, she's very forgettable. <laughs> I remember yeah. she was in it while she was on screen, but afterwards. I actually forgot that <laughs> at certain times that she was in it, and then she would show back up, and I was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many characters they have so to squeeze into this one. Yeah. The trailer was... Wait, you, you didn't see it, right? No, I haven't, but I saw the trailer, and I was like, what is happening? I felt like they had too many people in it. It's yeah. overwhelming. It's a little it's overwhelming. Too much. And then I would see tra- or like uh, posters with Brie Larson, and I was like, this looks like the Nissan commercial, <laughs> but it have it would have like a giant X. It may as well be. Like, She's in that. Yeah. yeah, and it's supposedly the last... One. Well, it's like a two-parter, right? Did it feel like, like the last like one? a breaking down. Are you down. kidding me? It's a two-parter. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, gonna, that's they're gonna I, they're gonna do one more. It's yeah. gonna be like fast yeah. double X. So if you watch it as one movie, it's like six hours long. But I wouldn't be surprised if even if they never did anything else with this specific like storyline, whatever you want to call it, because it's so convoluted at this point, they'll do like spinoffs, like fast, like right, more like, Hobbs and Shaw yeah. movies or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Or, maybe, uh, maybe not though those ones, but like more like types of movies yeah. like that what's helen mirren's character's name i don't, Hobbs. I don't know <laughs> it's something <laughs> shaw because she's jason statham statham's mom oh really know. yeah oh i thought Pretty she was like sure. her russell's family, wife Andrew. actually i don't know what the relationships I'm, are I'm, Pretty sure she's I think Jane you're right. Statham's mom. I think, I think that right, is right there is like a whole like that's the whole thing is like the thing i that's why i thought brie larson was gonna be because uh, what's his face kurt russell's kurt russell's daughter daughter yep yeah okay that's i was gonna say apprentice but yeah yeah and then uh scott eastwood is her brother okay or no yeah that would make sense because he's kurt russell's son in the movie or i'm sorry yeah kurt russell's son (laughs) this is too confusing i was about to say Eastwood is not actually kurt russell's son uh he's called little nobody but he was just like his like apprentice okay protege I, i did look it up the other day and i forgot to correct myself because i believe i was like oh yeah i think scott eastwood is kurt russell's son so i guess yeah. he's her brother and that's not actually true so my, my bad they i figured lovers if they're also siblings <laughs> yeah yeah i just figured since family is such a big part of the series that Everybody everybody's related connected. it's just yeah. like two right. families this whole series yeah i was also gonna say Wyatt russell's in the movie but he's not is he in the movie oh, okay. he's oh, not. he should be though why not yeah Fuck it. He was in a Bring black mirror. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Wyatt Russell in the things it's I've seen him in. Yeah. For a, for a nepo baby, yeah, he's pretty I mean, cool. Who is that? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, what else? I've watched a couple other things besides all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched uh, Renfield. Oh, I watched that. Uh, what do you think? Um, it did a thing. <laughs> I didn't was, care for it. But yeah. I didn't hate it. At same I time. didn't hate it. I just. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was an interesting Dracula. Movie. I thought Nick Cage's Dracula was pretty good. He's great. I thought he did I'm, a great job on he's it. He's always good, and the movie suffers when he's not in it. Yeah. Was my that was That's my fair. takeaway, and I was just like, and he's not in as much of it as you want him to be, right? Um, which I mean, the movie's called Renfield. It's not Dracula, so I guess that's fine. Um, yeah, so I watched Renfield. Uh, I haven't been to the theaters in a while. I'm seeing uh, Asteroid City next week, but I did watch a couple other things. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, we watched that. Yeah, I uh, I picked it? that for movie night. 
it's it's not good, but it's it's again kind of entertaining. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, it's, it's nice to see Kurt stuff. Russell. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, Kurt on the brain. related. Yeah. We've been saying Russell so much. Uh, yes, Russell Crowe. Uh, yeah, maybe it'll become he made like it look his. Good. He made that trailer look good. It's fun. It's yeah. yeah it's. It's again not as much fun as you kind of want it to be, but there's enough stuff in there where I was like, oh, okay, I'm, yeah, I, I was entertained throughout that. And if I saw it in a the theater, I probably would have been happy. Yeah, that I saw it. If it were more him, like I don't know, piecing stuff together or something like that. Yeah, just um, doing like dumb guy Da Vinci Code or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which Da Vinci Code is not like highbrow entertainment but it's yeah it's just it takes itself so seriously whereas this didn't really take itself that seriously mm. which was nice to see like him riding that moped when like faith no more is playing is like Best so funny yeah it's so good uh, i think i realized while we were watching it that i don't like most uh, exorcism movies yeah we just because ta- they're all like the same yeah we talked about it huh. and uh there's like two good ones Exorcist and Exorcist Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, Exorcist maybe Three is barely an exorcism. Movie. Maybe there's more I'm not thinking of, but yeah, I feel like whenever I watch one of those, I'm like, wow, these are all the same. Well, you know who's directed a lot of them is Scott Derrickson. Oh yeah, he did the Deliver Us from Evil with Eric. He did Bain. that. He did Exorcism by Emily Rose, and he did Sinister. All three of those are exorcism movies. Sinister is more like haunted house, right? Or uh is that the one with the the video camera no that's oculus uh that's one with ethan hawk where yeah. he moves oh, into the, the how i think i've Formiga? seen i'm no that's like conjuring okay it's like the super eight camera yeah maybe you are thinking the right one <clears throat> with like the video camera in the um attic not sure i did see that movie but it was a very long time ago they all i mean they blend together yeah and i also saw sinister two with uh and I heard that's bad. It's very bad with yeah. uh, Shannon Sossman doing like oh, a really? southern accent. But has anyone seen The Sin Eater with Shannon no. Sossman and Heath Ledger? Oh, The Order. The Order. The oh, Order. Original name. Sorry. Yeah. Sin original. Eater. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have not seen Sin Eater. Wait, is uh, it you, Kelly, who has a poster? I do. You have a poster of that? I think I got that's rid cool. of it, but it was it was a Sin Eater poster. Yeah. Oh, really? Original. Yeah, original. It's cool. It was really cool. I was the biggest Heath Ledger fan. <sighs> uh, uh, last thing I watched, uh, speaking of Exorcist, was uh, the Ninth Configuration, the uh, William Peter Blatty yeah. movie, writer of The Exorcist. Uh, very bizarre movie. <laughs> Um, Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach, yeah, he's mm-hmm. great. Uh, it's a it's a very wild movie. Um, uh, it's it's a strange mix of genres. Uh, yeah. At one point, like a guy rides by on a jetpack, and it's like never explained <laughs> ever again. They <laughs> just like cool. don't Only talk about guy. it. Only yeah, it's so the movie is about like a bunch of. Um, like Vietnam vets with PTSD that are like living in a military hospital in this like old abandoned castle in the Pacific Northwest. And, uh, like, um, who's the actor that plays father Merrick from the exorcist? Max von Sydow. No. Uh, Is he father Merrick? The younger one. It's, uh, Jason Miller. 
Right. Yes. Jason Miller. Uh, yeah. Father Karras. Karras. Yeah. Father Mar- Marin is uh, Max von Sydow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he plays a guy that is putting together like Shakespeare productions with dogs. Mm. Oh my gosh! In this in. mental like institution, it's a it's a wild movie, and it's like a little one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But like at one point, there's like a deadly serious scene where Stacy Keach beats up a biker gang in a mm-hmm. bar and like oh. it it gets like brutal like he's yeah. like breaking limbs and shit <laughs> like that it's it sounds a, like something i got it's a it's a wild movie it's good um scott uh scott miller yeah is really good in it um uh i do enjoy a good biker gang movie yeah well <laughs> And and honestly, it's a little problematic at times. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, from 1980. Um, but, like, the biker gang are, like, very, like, queer-coded. Mm. And there's some, you know, there's some stereotypes in there that aren't great. <laughs> uh, and then also the way it, like, you know, kind of portrays mental illness is not, not exactly, right. like, perfect. But it's yeah. it's interesting it's a very interesting movie uh and there's you know like william peter blatty directed two movies and you know wrote you know third uh and he definitely had a a pov yeah. definitely definitely loved to meditate on like like god and stuff right. and there's a lot of that in that movie um it's good good all right uh well should uh does anybody have anything else they want to bring up or should we dive into eat matambien let's do it i enjoy hearing you say the, the title <laughs> how I th- am no, i not I saying, it, saying a, it well i think you're saying it well i'm just like thankful that i am not having do most people say people. uh eat to mama tambien and i'm saying mama no i think that's right i think i say mama <laughs> let's hear it one more time dan how you no, say it no no <laughs> uh, bubble in my throat also uh-huh. eat to mama i don't know that's no, just how I, I, no, I say it I'm, i i i enjoy it i wasn't being facetious in any yeah. way uh it's taking me back to when i was we should probably it. also say if this is like somebody's first time listening to this that we're a couple white guys yeah talking about this movie and a, and a white lady yeah yeah but uh <laughs> But I have been excelling in Duolingo, so I I have on my thirty day streak now with Spanish. So I oh nice yeah yeah thank you. So you didn't have to watch this movie with subtitles. No, actually, I didn't. I just felt it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my, my girlfriend's Mexican. I asked her like how to pronounce a couple of things and stuff like Tenoch, like his mm-hmm. name, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, Julio and Tenoch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who are that, you? That makes me look even dumber than I already did. <laughs> uh, between the two of us, who's Julio and who's Tenoch? Oh, As like childhood question. friends, uh, there were a couple times where you called me up and you were like, "Hey, do you want to come jerk off on my diving boards?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't have diving boards. You're like I got them ready for us. I I uh, I guess I would be Julio. And I was gonna say I was Julio, but oh, everyone everyone wants to be Julio because yeah, he's Gael Garcia Bernal. Yeah, good looking guy. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I don't know. That's fine. I guess I can I can be Tenoch. Yeah. Well, then you get the 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 rich side, the the good side of the tracks. Right. And you yeah. are just working class. Working class man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Already claimed yeah, that. you got the corrupt dad. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh. Well. Yeah. Well, let's. Yeah, let's get into Itumamatambien. Who uh, who saw this in theaters? I'm assuming none of us did, I, correct? Um, I think I did. There was like a long period of time right about, how old was I? Yeah, like at this age where I would have gone to just see everything in the movies. Uh-huh. And I saw, like, what, what year did like City of God come out? Uh, or, 2000. 2002. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, would, I, w- I probably would have seen this in the theater. Yeah. I saw all these movies and... Did you, were you accompanied by an adult? I, you must have been. I, I mean, it would have been my, I mean, I don't know. I did a lot of movies by myself, but I probably went with my mom to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, I saw City of God in theaters with my dad because it was at our local art theater. But, yeah, I missed this one in, in theaters. That's a fair one. Well, this, oh, was this rated NC-17? I think it was not rated because it was, I think that's the whole foreign, the foreign thing. Local. Right. I think, like, he was able to get away with so much explicit stuff because... No MPA was involved. I could be wrong. Well, from what but... I was reading about it, I don't know if you read about the movie. Um, there was some kind of like I don't know if it was like a, a production thing or like some kind of incubator. But basically, Quaron was like, um, there was uh, there was some some something that was basically trying to get NC seventeen movies made by like like by foreign filmmakers. Mm-hmm. I think maybe to air in. The U.S. I'm not really sure, but essentially that's kind of where this came from, according uh-huh. to that thing that I read. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I think I just assumed it was not rated like at all. Just entirely possible. Yeah, just because. Yeah, I don't think you get a lot away with a lot of the stuff in the movie with the MPAA involved. That's fair. Yeah. I felt like when I first saw it, like, even, like, I had some, like, reservations, because I probably haven't seen it since I've seen it the first time, and so I think Mm -hmm. going into it the second time, I was very aware of, like, all right, here, all the, just, like, the awkwardness of watching it for the first time kind of came back, and it was, like, a lot less awkward. I mean, obviously, I'm significantly older now, but, Uh like, I think also just, like, what was like yes of course there's like explicitness in it like there's sex and there's uh frontals and all sorts of things but at the same time i'm like this wasn't nearly as like shocking as it felt the original time yeah uh yeah i kind of saw it in an interesting way in that i i feel like i've seen it i've seen it i think three times and with like i think 10 years in between each viewing uh give or take I, I think i saw it for the first time around the time that uh harry potter and the prisoner okay. of azkaban came out i think i saw that first and then before children of men came out i'd seen Itumama on i rented it because i think i tried to rent it when i was even younger but got denied by the blockbuster clerk mm, wow that's pretty <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't even think that was possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, that no, no, that would happen because I would, on new release Tuesdays, I would ride my bike to either Warehouse or Blockbuster and... Or Hollywood Video? Yeah, yeah, Hollywood Video sometimes. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes I would get away with getting the R-rated stuff, and sometimes I wouldn't. Depends on whose shift you came for. Yeah. But if I went to the local Kmart, I could easily buy R-rated stuff, because they didn't give a shit. Oh, that Kmart was a dead zone for several years yeah i bought mulholland drive and i was like 13 or whatever <laughs> uh but yeah i uh yeah i saw it when i was probably like i guess 17 maybe uh yeah like probably the age of julio and tenoch mm, how old are they supposed to be are they probably like 19 well they just graduated high school right? yeah so that's like right yeah college, so they're just so about to start 17 college. 18 yeah because yeah, when they awkwardly meet again at the end of the movie they're talking about Going starting university yeah. Yeah. yeah right and that's why the girlfriends went to like italy for like their summer their mm-hmm. post their yeah. post-graduation summer that's right right yeah yeah and then i i watched it again when it came out on uh criterion which was like 2014 or 15 because i bought it yeah i didn't see it in theaters uh i didn't see it for years later uh uh and then watched it again last night for the first time in probably like five six years yeah 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 it's a kind of a cool movie to revisit after a long period of time because you have a different perspective yeah well yeah you're older yeah and it's a movie about like you know obviously like specific ages and points in your life or whatever yeah and now i'm older than louisa was right mm-hmm. yeah it's also like how many coming of age stories have you watched in the last 20 years where i was like when i saw this one i probably hadn't been super exposed to a lot of a coming of age stories that this one felt right. super jarring you know yeah. and so now like watching it i was like oh okay got it got yeah. it it felt a, like it went down a lot more more smoothly yeah um and it felt like it went faster too like it felt like it was like a very like it was it was had no fat on it it was just so like i was like it's like the perfectly paced movie like yeah even on their road trip like it's like one or like it was like two stops yeah maybe like mm-hmm. i feel like most road trip movies it's like there's so many stops that like i mean mm-hmm. at least with crossroads it's like what was happening <laughs> and then there was that gas station scene there was just yeah. like so many things that like you couldn't like you could pro- i mean if you're by all means tell the plot but like it was it was a very fairly simple plot yeah yeah, I mean, I think uh, on this show we've kind of gotten away from doing beat by beat for the plot. Just a quick synopsis. Yeah, it's about a couple of lifelong friends who just graduated high school. Their girlfriends are out of town, uh, so they're essentially like bachelors for a period of time. And they start chatting up a woman at a, a wedding who happens to be Tenoch's cousin's wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, they invite her to go on a to a beach getaway. And at first she declines, but then after you know certain things happen, she's like, "All right, I'll go with you." And so yeah, it's about their road trip to this this beach. Yeah, heaven's mouth. Heaven's mouth. Yeah. Boca de cielo. The funniest part is when they're on that boat tour with Chewie, and he says it's called Heaven's Mouth, and they just like look yeah. at each other and they're like, "Oh wow, we, <laughs> yeah. we actually got it right," because yeah, they had yeah. just made up. Yes. the beach yeah. to, to like you know talk to her yeah. yeah and then and then it ended up being called that and right. then they just kind of look at each other and like smile and that's yeah. probably like 
the funniest part in the movie. Yeah, at least I, I, thought it was. I wasn't sure if they made it up or if it was something they heard from their like stoner buddy and they just assumed that it was not true. Yeah, it felt like it was just like one of those like we're just they're just boys that were kind of like fucking around and yeah. they just wanted what the, they just wanted to get this girl interested yeah. in them yeah. no matter yeah. what like they weren't even they weren't they weren't even really sold on the idea of ha- like this road trip actually happening and so when it when she does kind of take them up on it they're very much like oh shit we have to pull this thing together um yeah but yeah i think it was very much like a uh we're gonna go to this the cool thing we've heard about it you ever heard about it yeah we can if you yeah. want to go if you go and so they never in a million years i thought that they not should agree. thinking that far ahead that she might actually go with them right right yeah yeah well, because it seems crazy to think that she would. Yeah. And and the only reason she she does eventually say yes is because she's going through, like, a crisis right. in her personal life. Yeah. And yeah. then, obviously, and then what we learn at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, mul- multiple crises. Right. But one that we're, like, aware of in the moment, which mm-hmm. is that, you know, her husband calls her and confesses infidelity. Which is funny because that guy's such a doof. Like that uh, character is Hano? such a... Hobo? Uh, I think it's J-A-N-O. Oh, yeah, it is J-A-N-O. You're right. Hano? Hano, yeah. Yeah, because he's like kind of a pompous uh, writer, right? Yeah. Well, he went to school for writing. So oh, he, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know that you would call him a writer so much, but because Tetnotch wants to be a writer. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of a, a standoff between the mm. kid who isn't old enough and the, the man who has been yeah. away at like some, I guess prep or some boarding school or whatever in Europe Mm -hmm. um presumably learning how to be a writer yeah and that's at the wedding that's talking about this so we honestly don't feel bad that um his wife agrees to go with them and they kind of get to to ride along with her to the beach because we're like oh yeah this guy that she's with is actually quite awful yeah let's Mm -hmm. let's get this show on the road so it's a pretty easy pretty easy start to it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they meet at the wedding where the president of Mexico is at. So you know that Tenocha's family is like well connected and very wealthy. And later on, I think you learn that he's like kind of corrupt, just yeah. through dialogue. It's implied. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they specifically. It's, 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 he's a politician, or secret- I think he was like the secretary, secretary of, of something. State. Secretary. He was in the. He was in. He was in the. Close. I don't know how Mexican politics work, but I would presume it <laughs> yeah. had something to, something closely related. We're from Southern the California. The president was also at this wedding, so yeah. it was very so you know it's like a big deal. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, but while this movie is happening, as we're like getting introduced to the boys, we're like made aware of just like kind of um, the, stuff going on politically. There's yeah. uh, there's men with guns that are doing uh, checkpoints in the mm-hmm. like in the middle of the road. The, the boys are you know fairly unaware of what's going on which is an interesting point of view yeah it's like they are maybe but they don't care they're like they're young. more about they like... don't care i think like when we saw a checkpoint i think julio had just farted in the car so it's yeah. like all you can think about was like oh i bet it smells really awful in that car yeah so it's, that's kind of like the the where the boys heads are at there right because there's like this political protest happening this like huge movement and they don't give a shit they don't. like no, they... they're only contribution is talking about how hot left-wing chicks are yeah right which is what they like they just want to get laid yeah yeah well yeah or you know talk about getting laid the whole movie like you said is set in what 99 so it's it's against it's against the backdrop 
of that time period because that's when Vicente Fox mm-hmm. comes into power and is like the first right wing populist to like win. Yeah. In all like a very long time. So Yeah. So there's like this political it's a tumultuous yeah. What seven seventy what seven uninterrupted decades or something like that on the Wikipedia. Yeah. There's like a political shift going yeah. on during that. That's like the backdrop for this road trip. It's yeah. a coming of age story for the country. Yes, mm-hmm. for the the boys and the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah, yeah, but like not a good one for the country, right? <laughs> or for the boys, maybe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, they in a way they kind of you could argue they kind of like de-age a little bit where yeah. they just they. They in intro they become even more like introverted or more like closed off at the end because they have that little like kind of outburst or whatever. You could well, it felt like they got what they wanted. Yeah, and then they yeah. were like, "We don't want this." Right, right. But well, by all means, should we fill in the blanks between? Sure, yeah, between yeah. Uh, so yeah, like before the ro- they embark on the road trip, we just kind of get to know uh, each character, and you get. Uh, a sense of like the class dynamics going on and the uh uh you know you you learn that they're both like very sexually charged young men <laughs> that they are horn dogs a lot of penises yeah yeah this movie uh and like they're kind of they're pretty competitive w- with one another and i mean the first thing i can think of to talk about is the the diving board scene well which is before the road trip in like begins it's certainly a probably one of the scenes that people most remember from this movie i would imagine <clears throat> yeah uh yeah I, I watched it uh with my wife who'd never seen it and uh the end of that scene caught her off guard there's a lot of uh cool shots because this movie is beautifully shot by uh manuel yeah lubezki yeah lubezki yeah who they call chivo chivo yeah he's great He's one of he's one of our finest cinematographers yeah. these he's, days. And this I, this might be his best. Maybe. I mean, I know it's he's tough. obviously done more expensive. The new world's so good. Yeah, that, I mean, that's everything, true. Everything. He's just gotten better and better, but yeah. I did read somewhere that this movie was 90% natural light. So like very yeah. little lighting that he had to do for it, and that's right. pretty incredible. And I didn't look at the budget, but I couldn't imagine it was very big and it looks better than most things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great like underwater shots and stuff, <laughs> and then there's like that underwater yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because you get like the underwater shot before that shot that you're talking about with them uh, racing underwater. There's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. There's like the scene where they're like, she's like holding the baby. Yeah. In the uh-huh. ocean mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you know, a lot of good shots like in the water and stuff. Yeah. And then that that one yeah. also the. Uh, uh <laughs> ejaculate yeah 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 so the there's a scene where they're uh i, I want to say you hear the dialogue before you see what's going on but you just hear them kind of like hyperventilating and talking about sexy stuff like <laughs> selma hayek and stuff like oh, that <laughs> yeah yeah and uh then you realize oh they're both masturbating on diving boards next to one another and yeah the scene ends with semen in the pool semen in the pool yeah right and they're 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 in like a resort that their father 
Yeah, the country club. Yeah. I, country club, yeah. Yeah, but it must have been like... It's on a maintenance day. It's on a maintenance day. So they got day. to go in. They got to go in on Mondays. The privileges of being able to, to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I read that the semen was actually shampoo. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wondering what it was. <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really was wondering. Yeah. And I didn't... I mean... I, I didn't Google it or anything, but... Yeah. I wonder what shampoo... I mean, yeah, uh, the it's a shampoo Pert that we, Plus yeah, IMDb little to green in it. <laughs> yeah, the IMDb trivia did not say it was just said name brand shampoo. Oh, okay. So maybe like they didn't want to disrespect any shampoo company. Oh man, but think about all oh. the films that could be using that. Method. I don't think Alfonso Cuarón would care about respecting a shampoo. Well, whoever brand, I don't know, maybe whoever but, posted yeah. the trivia. It's not it's fair like to the the, the great the Aussie machine, corporation. The plus PR machine. <laughs> yeah. Shut that down. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was shampoo. Not real yes. semen. Well, that scene came right before the scene that the only scene that I can remember from the first time that I saw uh-huh. it, which was the shower scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, I was very young when I saw it. So I just remember in my head being like, yeah, like, like what a deflated balloon deflated balloon and uh-huh. i was like i thought that i had come up with that on my own like as a very like astute what 16 th- year old no wait 22 yeah oh my god 16 year old and but no they actually uh diego luna comments that yeah. guy uh, or sorry tenoch comments that julio's uh penis looks like a deflated yeah. balloon and i was like ah my memories because <laughs> he's like you got an ugly dick yeah basically yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that was the big scene. If anyone is interested in the scene that Kelly remembered from her childhood, <laughs> um, the one when Andrew asked me if I wanted to watch this movie and, and talk about it, I was just like, "Yeah, sure." Meanwhile, that scene is playing in my head. Uh-huh. I'm like, "This will be an interesting rewatch." Yeah. Well, again, thank you for yeah, yeah. for joining us on this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so after that scene. Uh, that's pretty much when Diego's character gets the phone call from mm-hmm. Luisa, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, um, I don't know if you remember that scene, but the uh, housekeeper comes up to him while he's just like watching laying up. Yeah, just like watching TV on a couch. Uh, that I believe, I, I might have to look this up, but I think that is uh, Alfonso Cuaron's real housekeeper. Oh, I love that. Like who Roma is based on. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if that is actually the, if the actress is the person or if that was just the inspiration, but um, yeah, that's how it's all connected. Wow. Yeah. The multiverse. Mm -hmm. Quaronverse. The Mm -hmm. ACU. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So then they head off on the the road trip. They have to figure out where the fuck they're going and what car they're taking. So that was just like a fun thing where it was just like, we don't even have a car. Yeah, and Julio ended up having to borrow one from his sister. Mm-hmm. So they basically threw this trip together. Yeah, just because they had the opportunity to to be alone with this girl, who presumably in their minds they were going to be fucking the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, well, we're going to do it with this older lady. Um, Should I not be cursing? No, oh no, no, please oh, yeah, curse yeah. away. Uh, I think we curse on every episode, right? I can't imagine there's one where we don't. <laughs> I'm fucking Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if we if we don't if we don't we, we insert a curse words <laughs> yeah. in post yeah. just to uphold our standards. What's up, fuckers? 
Yeah, I'm like Stifler <laughs> from American Pie. Yeah. Hey, you fuck faces. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. Chicken fucker. <laughs> Farva. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are some scenes that kind of stood out to everybody like as the the road trip is getting going? I like the scene where uh, Diego Luna pulls off the road because he doesn't want to drive them around while uh luisa and julio are having sex yeah yeah and uh and then he starts to climb up the tree and like burns himself <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a good that's a good yeah scene. that is a good scene um a lot and... of car boners yes yeah just driving boners. around just driving around with directions of, oh hey you got a boner <laughs> and, like every i was like i don't know what it is with this car and the heat but like these boys just have Hot yeah, I mean, they are the horniest guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really was a raunchy teen comedy. Like, the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, especially when mm-hmm. they met up with, like, Sabo and were like, you know. Yeah. I was like, this is any road trip movie. Right. Beginning. Uh-huh. And then it became much better than that. But it was very much yeah. like, this could very much be in there, the raunchy sex comedy. Yeah, you can see a version of this movie that does become, like, road trip or something right. like sure. that you ben know wilder yeah uh, somebody drinks a cup of sperm <laughs> someone drinks some pool water yeah. <laughs> mm, time to take a sip of this pool water to yeah. make sure it's nice and clean <laughs> dude you say to pubic hair <laughs> god uh I mean, that's really the kind of humor that was big in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here yeah. in the right, ripe, yeah. ripe era for it. So I mean, 40 yeah. Days and 40 Nights had a lot, had the bagel scene. Sure. sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're tying in all the episodes mm-hmm. that we've talked about. We certainly are. Yeah. Now we just got to see how we can factor uh, Hearts War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we can probably make it work. Well, let me get a political backdrop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's some, yeah. Um, shifts in politics yeah uh i i feel like one of the things that cancer yeah oh yeah Yeah. um you know i think this movie is pretty beloved but i've heard people criticize the um narration in the movie really i was yeah how does it curious about it yeah i love that i i i like it a lot too um it reminds me a lot of like the Royal Tenenbaums narration. Mm. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't figure out who it was. Like there was a part where I was like, "All right, who is this? Is this someone in the future?" And then by the end, I was like, "It really is just it's just like, a, a royal voice in the sky." Yeah, it's just yeah. an omniscient. Okay. You know, he yeah. knows the past. He knows the future. He knows it all. Just like I, when they uh, close that book at the end. Yeah, yeah. I love the way the sound cuts out right before. I, it's I about was thinking to the same start. thing yes. too. Uh, and uh, I, think I, the... I feel like sorry to cut you off, oh, no. but I feel like I would always like kind of like sit up a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, my audio's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My audio. Uh, and yeah, it's not really like um, like the narrator doesn't always say things that could be easily shown to you. Like it's stuff that like the characters don't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot uh, of it is like he's talking about what will happen to them. Yeah. After we stop seeing them in the movie or right. whatever. Yeah. 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 And also stuff that's like outside of their peripher- perception, you know, stuff that happened like on the road that they're on or whatever, which I thought was really cool, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of similar to 
like what the camera does in the movie like because sometimes it'll drift away from our main characters and just follow like just a random person working at the restaurant they're at or, the or something yeah yeah or the pigs <laughs> uh which i yeah i think is super cool because yeah. it just i think it grounds it it gives it like a really unique perspective of like all right we're kind of following this like these guys they're gonna be kind of ditzy through this mm-hmm. whole thing so we're not expecting too much from them other than to kind of just like get like we felt, almost felt like you know like the greek scene you know, like the gods watching us momentarily mm-hmm. and then also have to pull away and be like all right you're not gonna get everything interesting from this but like here's some interesting perspective that i was like that's it felt very, um, like, uh, it was almost like the, like, it was like a, it was like a parental figure kind of coming in to be like, all right, mm-hmm. this is also going to happen. These pigs, they're going to, they, they escaped. 14 of them are going to get slaughtered within a day. Like, you're just like, what? Why? Like, yeah, I felt like, especially we'll talk, we can talk about themes at some point, but like the theme of like, kind of just like flightiness and like the fleetingness of everything. And yeah. it, it kind of like came in the, uh, like being in transit yes yeah like exactly everything like the ever-changing um like nature of life mm-hmm, exactly yeah. yep and uh, just like moments this moment this moment mm-hmm. this moment chewy we're on the boat with him he's gonna become a janitor and his wife's yeah. gonna leave him like or whatever like what <laughs> it's like oh okay it's yeah and if there weren't the narration you wouldn't you know we wouldn't know that the janitor or the fisherman was that important or that this even happened to that character and you wouldn't even care really it wouldn't do much but it does something the narration i think really serves to like underscore the larger picture about like the changes that the country was like about Mm -hmm. to go through yeah and you know and like when the camera drifts and whatnot it's like kind of showing you like the frivolity of all the shit that they care about yeah. versus what's actually happening yeah right in the world you know yeah and i, I heard an interview with uh Quaron where he basically said that he wants to show or he wants to give as much importance to what's going on in the background is which go as much mm-hmm. as what's going on in the foreground which i think is something he like for sure excels at definitely when he's working with uh Lubeski, like there's just so much always happening in the background like you can see little stories happening everywhere it's a really good point too for just like making it like what a like a unique way of doing that like we're not getting like newspaper headlines or Mm -hmm. like additional just exposition like from other characters we only really have three characters in this whole thing and the narrator Mm -hmm. and like some like ancillary characters like Janos or whatever. Yeah. And, but like at the same time, like we get a lot of information because it's like, oh, everything in its time mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's like we didn't really need to know about all the stuff the narrator brought in, but it definitely colored things in a very unique yeah. way that I just haven't seen done right. very and well. It makes the movie like what it is, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And yeah, and. Yeah, talking about, like, the car accident on the road. And... Right, the guy getting hit by the bus. Yeah. Um, just, like, yeah, this guy got hit by a bus because he cut through here to save himself a mile and a half of extra walking. And it's like, oh, man, like, we wouldn't have known about that guy. He's mm-hmm. just a guy that was making a little bit of traffic for them, you know? Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Did you um notice that there wasn't any, any music? Uh... yeah it was all yeah if there was music it was what was playing on Mm -hmm. the radio or the jukebox or 
Yeah. I noticed that because the audio would cut out for the trend and I was mm. for the for the narrator and I would be like, mm. oh wait, there's no audio. And then they would cut back and I'm like, oh, there's like no music in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I read some you know things on Letterboxd and reviews where people were like, yeah, the narration really takes you out of it. And I feel like, well, obviously, like the audio cuts out entirely. It's meant to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny when people like say things like that. They're like, well, it's purposeful. Yeah. Which I suppose you can still criticize like a purposeful decision. Obviously sure. you can. But like, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's just funny. Like, you don't think that maybe there's like a specific reason for right. that. But... Yeah. And I, I want to say that's the only time that he, in his filmography, Quaron used the, uh, the voiceover, like the narration. Oh, really? I think so. Because Roma, which I like, think of pretty much hand-in-hand with this movie, doesn't use that. Yeah. Like, it's all just... And it's a very yeah understated... It just yeah. kind of lets things linger, mm-hmm. I would say. Is there any kind of narration in Children of Men? Man, I can't remember. I don't think so. Maybe but it's been like, a minute since I've seen it. Yeah. I watched it in a pizza restaurant a couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. which is funny because how was, he wanted you to see it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I've I've seen it obviously multiple yeah. times, but like, I uh, I was sitting there, uh, my girlfriend and I, we were eating pizza. It was like at a weird time of day. It was like three p.m., so it was between the lunch rush and okay. dinner rush. So it was like nobody in there, and they just had a TV that was not playing anything. Mm-hmm. And the owner or someone just started flipping through. So I'm like watching the Amazon Fire Stick start going. Mm-hmm. And I I, ha- I I watch him pull up a movie app. I, I don't remember which streaming service. And then I'm watching him scroll through the movies. And I'm just watching him scroll through all these movies. And I'm just like, ah, you should pick that one. You should pick that one. <laughs> and then he stops at Children of Men. And I'm, I like look around. And I was like, this is what you landed on for your pizza restaurant? <laughs> like, because that movie is a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer it's and a half. Yeah. And it's and brutal. Yeah. I don't yeah. think of that movie as being like a, hey, let's go grab a slice <laughs> or whatever. Right. They turned on each of my ma. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you These know, guys are jacking off on the diving boards over here. <laughs> on the salad bar. Um, I know you're gonna think I'm going off on a big tangent by bringing this up, but um, uh, we talked about Harrison's Flowers a few uh, episodes back. Harrison's Flowers, the movie that just won't, yeah, get out of yeah. out of uh, a movie our that brains. we always. Uh, uh, one of our biggest jokes about that movie is that nobody else has ever seen it. But <laughs> Kelly, have I? Is didn't that we talk about Adrian Brody? Yeah, didn't yeah, we talk about? Yeah, I've definitely seen it. I remember oh, yeah. I told you I had like a weird Adrian Brody moment uh-huh. after post pianist, where I was like, yeah. "This guy," and then I saw like Dummy. Yeah, Dummy. Sure. I don't remember Harrison's Flowers. It was the war movie and his yeah. photographer. Yeah. Uh, but we uh dan and i on the episode where we talked about it we talked about the similarities between children and men and harrison's flowers and i looked it up harrison's flowers and itumama shared some festival release dates and also um so quran would have seen could have seen it yeah and uh was it like maybe turkish tv or something like that they aired on the same night I, i have some of those details wrong but uh I think it's entirely possible that he could have seen it because we talked about uh, the war scenes in Harrison's flowers being similar to 
uh, children are men. Yeah. What What do you mean? Just like the kind of just like, the way it looks. the way it's, the way it's shot. And yeah. How like frenetic it feels. Yeah. yeah. Just like the chaos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the thing about Harrison's Flowers that we kind of came away impressed with was like how visceral some of that stuff feels in that movie, and it's surprising because that's a movie that like zero people remember nobody except remembers. you Kelly. yeah vaguely yeah but... and you only vaguely remember yeah yeah but uh, yeah we we just brought that up when we talked about it, that it looked like children and men yeah um, it, it, it has a very similar vibe yeah but uh yeah the the backgrounds in his movies and specifically Mama just are so yeah very alive like you can see right uh like I feel like you can look at little characters and wonder what they're right, what how they fit like into the house, it. And... Like the the housekeeper, like you were saying. Yeah, like, is this an actual housekeeper? Like, yeah. could she very well, or because she just like walked in while they were filming? You know, right. And now she's in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I felt the same way with the all the the, the people, the the cow herders. Yeah. yeah, all the things. Where I'm just like, did they like? Was this just kind of filmed? Like, what do they call it? Cinema verite? Verite. Or was yeah. Just, yeah. Like, happening mm-hmm. yeah like did they really just find I, a pool that was had all these <laughs> dead leaves in it maybe i mean <laughs> yeah i guess we'll never know how intentional some of it was there were yeah there were multiple moments where i found myself watching like background characters or whatever yeah. like uh specifically in the last bar scene yeah when she's like dancing exactly yeah and, and i found myself looking at the, the like those group of like four guys or whatever at the table she kept calling to yeah 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 when they're like uh like toasting and they're like to the clit or blowjobs everybody yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then you see the bartender he just kind of like looks up yeah i think i don't know maybe that's like was that a bar? Like, yeah, that's how I felt. I'm like, is this a bar? Like, were they also there? Were they aware that there was filming? It was, but that that scene was also so well done too. Because oh, I would like have to think that... one of the the scenes. From yeah, this that movie. that's the best scene in the movie. Her that was dancing. the movie. Yeah. yeah, that was the movie. Absolutely the best scene in the movie. The yeah. the bar scene where they're yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a seven minute shot. Seven. Okay, it was a long one. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much that's like had to get them to that scene, even for yeah. her to kind of loosen up, because obviously they had both had sex with her at that point. Mm-hmm. They had already gone through their f- anger at each other, their resentment yeah. toward each other. What was that? I don't that know. Was my oh. uh, vitamin water bottle like oh, popping just popped. Out. Yeah. Hot diggity. I'll leave that in. <sighs> Sorry. Dan's no, vitamin good, good. water bottle popped. Yeah. That's what derailed this that was the audio cutting out uh, we should just we're, add it to we're, translate we're popping bottles yeah over here but yeah no there was something about should that. i cut out all the audio and just be like <laughs> daniel's vitamin water pop, like the narrator in the movie <laughs> you should you should yeah um uh, but yeah there was something about that scene that felt like legitimate and i it honestly felt like they were like drinking too which was the yeah. fun part of it uh, and I think I read that they were out the night before, like, the crew and the cast and were talking about the scene and actually, like, got drunk or whatever, had some drinks. And then when they actually shot it, and there were there was no alcohol involved. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was really well done then. They really nailed the, uh, like, 
kind of like obnoxiousness of oh. like the really drunk people at the bar. Oh yeah. 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 Like, cause that I think is why I gravitated towards watching the other four. Cause I'm just like, yes. Oh God, they're so obnoxious. They keep yeah. calling you over like there. You felt like you were at their table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh there? God, stop. <laughs> Are they looking yeah. at us? Yeah. No, exactly. It was very cringe. Yeah. And, and that's where we get the, you know, the titular where we get the title of the movie. I wasn't scene. aware that it even ha- was sad. Uh, yeah, because they, you know, they'd confessed earlier in the movie that they'd been sleeping with each other's girlfriends. Right. And then I think they confessed mm. even further and were like, oh, yeah, we've done it multiple times. That's and right. then Julio says, and your mother, too. Ah. Yeah. Which I think you're not supposed to know if that's like true or if he was just fucking around. Well, I mean, yeah. we did meet his mom. Yeah earlier yeah incidentally she was the only mother that we did meet right uh because he was like yeah it was after she read my aura or something like that yes. mm-hmm. and they were talking like her one scene like she does bring that up so well the narrator also lets us know that she was really into like hippie shit right so it's entirely yeah. possible so we'll never know mm-hmm. but yeah that scene was really was very interesting and i think especially it was good to see louisa in because we've, we've seen the boys kind of like do mm-hmm. the boys thing which was very similar from the beginning to the end but uh-huh. i think with her because at this point you know she had found out that her husband had cheated on her and she was he was super apologetic and she was completely unforgiving yeah. and then again to this theme of like kind of f- fleetingness mm-hmm. she calls him and she's super forgiving and he's kind of over it. So it's like there's yeah. like this like switch in emotions and I think that's why now you get her in this part where she's just like I don't know. I don't even know yeah. how, I don't I, I wouldn't say that she was completely lost, but I think if anything, she's like had a whole kind of like Yeah. A one eighty, three sixty of her emotions as well. Yeah. And she kind of alludes to the uh idea that she even knew that he'd been cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Uh but that was like the first time that he like kind of confessed, which I think she found like annoying. Yeah, or, yeah. She's put off by it. Yeah. Um. What What's the line? The dialogue where uh, I can't remember uh, where it's like you know you dr- you hang out with babies and you have to change a diaper or do you know what line I'm talking oh, about? No, I don't. But that sounds. I don't know. Uh, it, it just, I think it just kind of speaks to her feeling like. Uh, like she just feels like she's mothering like all these characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she very much is. Yeah. Even in like, like she's not much older than them. What was she like? Ten uh, years. Older? Like ten years. Yeah. yeah. Which is she's like twenty nine, and they're I guess nineteen. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's my favorite scene in the whole movie the the bar scene that culminates in the you know her putting the song on the jukebox and she looks at the camera and and then after that it's the the big threesome scene threesome on the dance floor first yeah and what was the jukebox selection was it b13 oh i don't know what? i think it was b13 uh, because she makes them pick so one of them picks the number and it's oh, 13 and the other one picks the letter i think it was b13 oh interesting I, I didn't catch that so you know she uh obviously 
they all still act uh-huh. everyone in, in in you know the three leads does she yeah. I, um, what is she doing she uh she's in a blockbuster that's in theaters right now okay. she plays the flash's mom wow she plays uh really? ron livingston's wife in the flash movie yeah nora allen ron livingston's for... mom ron no, no. ron <laughs> wife oh okay ezra miller's ezra, mom ezra's mom okay yeah uh, Ron Livingston is wow, Henry Allen, her. and she's Nora Allen. Yeah, Mary Bell Verdu. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I only really know her from this and uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I've okay. obviously not seen the new Flash movie. I what? have not seen what? What? Either. You haven't seen the new Flash <laughs> movie? <laughs> I will not see the new Flash movie. Oh, she was in uh, Tetro. Yeah, I I, I didn't a movie I've ever see seen. that movie, but I saw that on her filmography. Good for her. She was great. I was actually wondering where, because obviously Diego and Gaia have been. They're both on Disney shows. Yeah, They're both Disney on Plus. Star Wars shows. Star Wars. Uh, well, Gaia's in um. He's on Moon Knight. Whatever that. Uh, oh, that was great! If whatever. you haven't seen that, I really mm. like that that first season. And that's a Marvel. That's MCU a Marvel, role. yeah. Okay. With Oscar Isaac. And Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, no, no, he's not. He's not on Moon Knight. <laughs> All right, cut that. I made, I cut made that. that who's out. who's not on Moon Knight? Gael Garcia Bernal is not on Moon. Knight. Is he on uh, a Star Wars show? He's on Werewolf by Night. Which is, I think, uh, a movie made right. for Disney Plus. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that. Yeah. It's like a black and white thing, right? And it's supposed to look like a forties. Oh, and he was in yeah. Station Eleven yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That was recent. Good for him. That's right. Oh, uh, old. That was the. I, oh yeah, I, he was in old. We saw. For we sure. saw that when oh, that gosh. came out. That was like the most recent thing I'd seen. Yeah. Him and he and he it, it is kind of jarring to see him in old. Well, As because he looks old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, not old. Maybe he looks good. Uh, yeah. But like. Well, I think it's just my... jarring to see them so young in this. Oh too, God, Diego like, Luna looked like he, a child. Like, there, there's some they... scenes where he looks like really young, and I'm yeah. wondering if they shot certain scenes like, like well before some other scenes because he looked like real young. Yeah. Yeah. He. Oh man. I mean, he's got a baby face anyway. He's got That's a true. baby face. He's still like, does, even kind of. still now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he hides it like with a goatee and mustache, but like. You're not hiding anything but, from no, me. Yeah. Baby face. But yeah, uh, yeah you, you pull up like his IMDb profile picture and you're like, oh yeah, he's yeah. he's got he's got a little baby face still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you feel about the last, how do you feel about, not the last last scene, but the post-dancing uh, threesome? I love the last like 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Um, yeah. I was, the... When it ended, I was like, oh shoot like i wasn't ready for it yeah yeah uh so yeah after the bar that's when you know it moves on to the actual threesome scene and uh how do you guys feel about the you know that scene like the their their kiss yeah i thought it was so i mean it was i think it was so well paid off because Mm. they were just so they were just such horny dudes for the whole thing and they were both like in 
presumably, or I could only imagine is like the best sexual experience that they've had, even though they've both mm. had sex with Louisa. Yeah. That I am like, this has got to be and feel yeah. better than it does, than yeah. their own individual term. There's terms. clearly like a lot of, they, they were clearly like had feelings for each other to right. like some degree. Mm-hmm. And it was very like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like it all just came to a point. Right. Cause like, I don't want to say it's like before that it was like a cat and mouse thing with them and Louisa, but it was like, she was always kind of had the upper hand mm-hmm. with them. And then when you get to that scene, it's like they, they have more control than they'd ever had right before in the movie. And, uh, I think the first time I saw it, like, I don't think I knew that that was, like, coming or part of the movie. But I was like, oh, well, this, like, just makes sense that this is where this is. Yeah. Well. It made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they were they were just so horny. Yeah. For the whole time. And they and were so you're like, this so is what open. they wanted. And, yeah. Yeah. They wanted this. They were so open with each other about uh, it. They talked about it. They looked at each other. They were constantly, like. Totally. Yeah. Like, this was their coming of age story was to have a bunch of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then after that, uh, the narrator reveals that Louisa stayed behind to mm-hmm. explore the coves at the beach, and the boys went back home. Yeah, they had to return the car. Yeah. So they yeah. had to just get back to life. It was like, yeah. almost like a walk of shame for them, and for her, it was like very much like a, an end of a road. They both, right. They both, like, came up with fast excuses as to, like, why... Why they had to go back. Yeah. Like, in that moment when they were clearly, like, very, like, uncomfortable with each other. Yeah. Um, I love the way uh, the cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. is revealed. Yeah. Because it it feels like the kind of thing that would have been presented to us with narration, like, the rest of the movie, Mm -hmm. where it's, like... She stayed behind, and then she Mm -hmm. died of cancer after three weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's... It, I love the way it's given to just almost like a toss off line mm-hmm. in their like awkward coffee yeah. shop catch up meeting, yeah. and they're just like, "Yeah, she had cancer. She mm-hmm. died a few weeks later or whatever." And Chewie yeah. had to call her husband. Yeah. Well, see you later. It, yeah. it was just very interesting. Yeah. Choice. I, I was, was I was gonna good. ask you too if like uh, how you would have felt if that got. Uh, if we were in on that or like throughout the whole movie, if you thought that would have like changed things at all, if, or do you think that it is perfect the way it was that we just found that at the end? I think we, I think, I I think it was a good reminder that like, I mean, in a way, like it felt like the narrator had kind of delivered us this ending and was like, Mm. all right, now you're going to now, now here I leave you with this new revelation and they're going to tell you, and also they're going to tell you because this has been their story. Yeah. This has been their story, their whole trip, their, their like coming of age, uh, story. But it honestly felt like most coming of age stories kind of have like a happy ending. And this one felt really sad in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, I mean, obviously her passing, but also the fact that like they didn't seem to get anything from it, which is yeah. like perhaps just kind of like a, a, a one, one part of their coming of age story, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
even if it for even if it's like sometimes it's like what do you want what do you want what do you want and you, you like I, I want all these things but maybe the question for this is what don't you want you know and then the movie kind of kind of holds that to these men or these like trans transitional men and being like hey like maybe you don't want this thing that mm-hmm. you've spent 90% of the movie yeah hunting yeah I mean I'm glad they don't mention it Mm -hmm. until it's mentioned because i feel like if you were in on that earlier you would spend the whole rest Mm -hmm. of the movie waiting for the other shoe to drop and Uh you'd be like yeah okay when's this gonna come up when's it gonna matter again Uh and is it gonna just make me sad right yeah um whereas the way it's done i think you spend a lot of the movie wondering like why is she even there with Uh them even knowing the cheating stuff you're just like why is she even like wasting her time with yeah. these two morons mm. and and like instead you get like that kind of like mystery of like how she's she's just kind of like changing them in this moment and they're not really sure like they don't really know why even like mm-hmm. cuz they clearly weren't even planning on her ever coming which is why they have to like throw the whole trip together um so it's just this like chaos kind of she's like a chaos agent almost where she just kind of like shakes up their entire existence and obviously like when they get back they're different people yeah like they they don't even stay friends they they get new girlfriends they they leave their previous relationships different schools and like they go off on different paths like Tenoch is going to a private school and uh uh julio is going to public college mm-hmm. and you know it just kind of yeah it it further underscores like the the political climate change of mm-hmm. climate change <laughs> the political change that you know the climate of mexico in 99 is going through like with vicente fox mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah yeah it's good yeah and uh it's just presented in such a matter of fact way like everything in the movie Mm -hmm. like the the depiction of sex like it's not it's not sexy sex it's just like clumsy it's a little sexy well i mean yeah i know i know but like it's not supposed to be like glamorized oh yeah i mean they're not clumsy and awkward and they're not good at sex exactly what sex is though (laughs) yeah yeah it's like the idea of it sometimes like like inhabits more than the actual doing of it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah and just like everything in the movie is very like matter of fact like Mm -hmm. here's what happened these people's lives just happen to cross paths and right. this is how pigs things are gonna die yeah pigs are gonna die i it almost feels like like because everybody like her like just as they had this like coming of age tale she might have had one previously when she was finding out about her cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. and this is just another kind of chunk of it this is her i'm about to die story yeah but you don't know about that until it's already done which is an interesting reveal mm-hmm yeah, and it's like when she, you know, stays at the beach or, at, you know, to explore the coves or whatever. It's like her kind of uh, coming to terms with her situation and just accepting the mm-hmm. predict or unpredictability of just everything of life. And Yeah, she had that good quote. The only quote that I wrote down, which is, 
um, life is like foam, so you give mm. yourself to the sea. Yeah. Just like, again, it's just that like fleetingness of like, yeah, it's here. And then mm-hmm. it's, it's just, a, it's a product of this, but it's also the destroyed by that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like revisiting certain scenes too. Once you kind of know the full reveal at the end, it's like, I mean, not necessarily watching them again, but just revisiting them in my brain. Like when Chewie's wife, I don't remember her character name, mm-hmm. is talking to Luisa about like she would be a good mother yeah. and she's at the right age for it. And at that moment when you're watching that, you have no idea. Yeah. You just yeah. think, oh, she's in a bad relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting to like kind of revisit that knowing what she actually knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many conversations has she had to sit through? And just kind of be like, yep, mm-hmm. yep, especially like at a wedding or, you know, she's a young bride. Yeah, I uh, I teared up a little bit watching this last night. Yeah? And not even in any like particular moment, just kind of thinking about the ideas that it was presenting, just like the kind of fragility of life, how like things line up in certain ways and how they might not work out if mm-hmm. something happened or, you know... Uh, you and I, Dan, for example, have been friends since like high school. Like, what if, uh, what if just one th- little thing happened and we just completely drifted apart? Yeah. Well, it's probably because we never jacked off on any diving. Maybe boards. that's why. Yeah, I think I think that kept us fine. on the straight and narrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know anybody with a pool, thankfully. Right. Yeah. But it is true. It's like how many times did I was I aware that I was seeing someone for the last time? Sure. Someone that yeah. I was close to, you know. We were just like, oh yeah. I mean, Facebook and all that stuff makes it a little different. Like in 1999, yeah, yeah. is a different story. But at the same time, it's still very yeah. much like, oh shit. Like I did have a lot of last times. Yeah. yeah. With really close friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about like various relationships that you have in your life and stuff that like. I mean, I've had friends that I was really close with, and now I just, like, don't really talk to them anymore. Mm-hmm. And and then, like, the alter, you know, the flip side of that is, like, you know, Andrew's been my friend for more than half my life at this point. So mm-hmm. it's interesting the way relationships uh, work and can work out. And it's, like, not necessarily a bad thing. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. people just change, and yeah. relationships change with them. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, should we move on to final judgments for this movie? Or uh, I, think so. I think we're at the end because yeah, we just said that they, you know, they meet up for coffee and it's established through the narration that they never see each other again, and that's it. Yeah, Louisa's dead. And yep. this is like a month after. Like I don't even know how long after the trip it was. It was not. Uh, even, it was like well, summer. she she died like a month after the trip. But I think when they run into each other, it's like a year or more later, right? I thought it was just, like, end of summer. Oh, I thought they were, like, it was, like, a decent amount of time had passed. I figured they got home. They were like, I'm good. Don't need to talk to him for a while. And then that quickly got turned into other things and breakups and meeting other people. Mm. But I guess they did start meeting, like, Julio met some, a French classmate. So they, they might have some school already under their belt. Yeah. I, I, I think... It was at least a, a full calendar year. Uh, that's what I was thinking. He did have yeah. a little bit longer hair. Yeah. Yeah. Were. Julio was like wearing a, a sweater vest. And like a little bit of a beard maybe? Or yeah. 
all right i'll give it that yeah i did read that was the very first scene that was shot for the movie really, really? Mm-hmm. that's <gasps> so interesting so that's very interesting older in that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost have to go watch that again because yeah, Diego Luna like so young in some of that stuff. Yeah, the scene where he is given the sandwich by the housekeeper and gets the call from Luisa. On yeah, the phone. Was like I was 14. like, that kid's like fucking twelve. <laughs> what yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- uh, this is an A for me. I think this is. Uh, I've got no no negative things to say about Nothing this movie. Negative. No, it was, it was perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect of of the 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 what have, what have I watched with you guys? Road trip, <laughs> crossroads, sex, cro- sex comedies. Yeah, <laughs> Sla- oh, and Arts War. And Hearts yeah, War. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good four movies you've. I know you've... it's nice to have like a one that I can actually be like not have to like struggle to well, find yeah. something I mean, to like about it. Think how we feel. Because pretty much everything we've watched has been bad, with the exception of like yeah. two movies. So yeah, I mean we watched some okay stuff. Okay stuff, yeah. yeah. Okay at best, a lot of mediocrity. But, yeah. When did uh, Gravity come out? Two thousand fifteen or fourteen? Okay. So Four, fourteen or fifteen? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so for uh, Quaron, it would have been uh, after Itumamatambien. It would have been men. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. And then Children of Men, and then I think Gravity. Unless there was something in between those. Uh, no, he didn't do anything for a long time. 2013 for Gravity. Uh-huh. Oh, so, you know what I also just remembered that he did? I was just thinking about this the other day. The pr- pr- Little Princess. Little Princess. Yeah. Perhaps one of my all-time favorite movies yeah. as a kid. I, I, yeah. Which I saw in the 90s. Have you, have you seen it since? No. No. Oh my gosh. It's absolutely beautiful. And the fact that he, I think Chivo also worked on that as well. Maybe I, I didn't I know so. that. Yeah, because he did be a couple Hollywood movies in the '90s, and then he went back to Mexico because he did uh, the Great Expectations movie, right? With which I've never seen that, but now that I watch this and I've seen the poster for Great Expectations, mm-hmm. it looks very erotic. Part of me wants to go watch that and just see like what he did because he's yeah. ha- he has like a thing. Yeah, I don't think that movie's supposed to be very good. I've uh, never seen I, it. I saw it back then with my grandma. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, very cool. I remember uh, thinking it was all right at the time. All right, it's got Lance Reddick in it. Aww. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. And it's like between Little Princess and this. I feel like I need to like. I you see I I always forget that he ever did anything. Before, before Itumama Tambien. Yeah, like I don't even remember, you know, ever knowing that Great Expectations was him. I know that movie. Yeah. But it, I constantly forget about it. And like in my head, this is like his debut film, not what, know. his yeah. third, third feature or whatever, fourth. Which he is might funny. have. Did he have a. Yeah, he did in, a movie in Mexico called. So solo I something. I I've never seen it, but I'd like to. It is um, called Solo con tu pareja. Pareja. Pajera. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. Only with the burr. I don't know. Don't, yeah, don't starring uh, oh. Daniel Jimenez. Oh, the narrator. Who's the narrator? Yeah. And, and he's also in um, Kronos. The yeah. Uh, he's also the movie. star of the uh, Inuritu movie from last year, Bardo. Right. Oh, wow. I'm not a Inuritu guy. Just as yeah. another, another like, uh, popular Mexican director right. that kind of came up 
around the same time yeah. period. Uh, I, I'm not really a, a fan of his. No, I, I'm not crazy about m- most of his stuff. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about them. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a ho- like a Hollywood thing that they called the them the Three Amigos. Uh, Ugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I don't probably know how I feel not about good. that. Oh, uh, meaning um, Guillermo Iñárritu and it's funny because I don't think of Guillermo as being like a a similar contemporary. No, not I. I don't at all. Really, I mean, they were big over here, I guess. But other than that, I think that's a different stretch. kinds I think of movies. That's... Hollywood being cringe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, it was clearly like Quaron and Inuritu. And then they're like, well, we need a third guy so yeah. we can call him the three amigos. <laughs> we got the rat pack and the rat pack. We're going to need a. Yeah. That's embarrassing. It's like they're the kind of like Coppola, Lucas, uh, Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, A for me as well. Yeah. Solid Give me an A. Wow, Got the highest reviewed movie of this podcast. Wow, for sure. What we did, did we, it? What did we need? We need to go back and like actually keep track of our letter grades. What did we give? Uh, Monsoon Wedding. I think I gave it a, a B plus. B maybe? plus. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is definitely the highest. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me to this one. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, should we do the? Uh, how do we usually end this show? We do the Rotten Tomatoes Rotten game. Rotten Tomatoes game. Mm. Yeah, this would be a, not a great one to do the box office game for just because yeah. it didn't get a very big release. So there's no point really in doing it. But yeah, let's do the Rotten Tomatoes game. Uh, what do you guys think? I haven't looked yet, so I have it pulled up, but I haven't actually clicked on it. So um, I guess as well. I don't know for sure, but I would think very high. I remember this was on a lot of top. 10 lists back then ebert gave it a four-star review and it was like on his top five 95 i'll say um i'm gonna say 92 i'm not prices writing you uh but i was gonna say 93 okay it's 92 nailed it nicely done yeah (laughs) and i don't know if this would have a cinema score grade probably not uh i don't know probably not i wouldn't think so did you guys know that there's a uh, i was reading about this on the imdb there's a uh, a 10 minute cut of this movie like it was a joke for for like the region 2 dvd it was a like a special feature where it was a pg cut of this movie and there it's it's like only like 10 minutes and and there's only like four words of dialogue (laughs) In the entire thing, but I, I'd like to watch that just as a yeah. as a goof. I mean, I got ten minutes. You know, yeah, sure. Not? I mean, log it on Letterboxd again. Crossroads and Hearts War in a single yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, no, this did not get a cinema score grade. Yeah, uh, the audience score. Well, just for a fun. I, yeah, I I did see this, so I can't guess. But do you want to guess the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? And it's like American audience, you would say. Gosh, seventy seven. Uh, you know, I would still think you like this was a little bit of a crowd pleaser. I know it's like more of an art house thing, but uh, 80. 88. Oh, wow. So still pretty high. Wow, yeah. super high. I think it's mostly just because it's people that purposely it. seek it yeah. out, you know? That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know a lot of people that don't like this movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean i could see maybe certain things in this movie making people uncomfortable yeah like you know they're frequently homophobic which is 
obviously not good, but like it's I think they're just it's, also it's like fine for the character not yeah. wanting to have yeah. sex with each other. Yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> clearly like repressing it's something. Right. Very layered crescendos yeah. eventually. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I wouldn't ever like be like oh this movie's homophobic or anything like that. I think their characters are purposely written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know that could just be a result of the you know the climate that they live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else for this. Uh, we sometimes do uh, trivia, but I don't have any trivia planned. Uh, one little uh, IMDb trivia factoid that we didn't bring up yet is that uh, Diego Luna wore a prosthetic uh, penis. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to when? appear... Uh, I mean, I don't know what the whole, you know apparatus looked like but, but like when in the movie to appear uh uncircumcised to appear oh circumcised un- to sorry. appear circumcised yeah. oh interesting wow yeah. isn't that weird that we all have this information on diego luna now <laughs> it's on the imdb trivia you know that there's some prop person that was like you guys know what i have back at the house <laughs> he's just still hanging on to it <laughs> it's yeah. like it's got it dangling like from <laughs> from his shit i have to assume it's from the bathroom scene where they were whipping each other with the towels yeah i mean yeah. and there could have been slightly more explicit stuff that was cut too true i want to get that copy <laughs> <laughs> <Exists. laughs> i got nothing else for this yeah i got Any... oh uh one more thing yeah is this your favorite quran movie oh absolutely yeah for me um, god i upon watching this again i I, it it's definitely goes but up to the top, but I am still just a prisoner of Azkaban girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not what I was thinking you were going to say, but that is love. probably my favorite of the Harry Potter movies. My yeah. favorite, it's exactly, it's my favorite of the Harry Potters. It, it ended up being my favorite of the books. It was just like, it was done so well as a movie that I was like, this is just the best one ever. And Gary Oldman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, anything to plug, Dan? Well, let me just say it's oh. my favorite Quran movie as well. Oh, sorry, you didn't I think to ask. Sorry, <laughs> but I would say that Children of Men is pretty close. I think that movie's uh, really good too. Yes, uh, sorry, I forgot we were doing Quran. Gravity's uh, good too. I, he's, I like he's a good filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I like pretty much all that I've seen. I'd say though, this is the one that I like absolutely love and think there's nothing wrong with it. But uh, Roma's also, I think, really good. Pretty similar to. Actually, never seen Roma. I got the Blu-ray. That you was like borrow the it? Ne- you don't know what? It's like that was like the Netflix movie. I know. Yeah. It oh, got that, released on Criterion. That movie. Oh, did it? Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's probably great quality. That movie came out at kind of like a. 2020. Right? A weird. Uh, no, that was 2018. Oh god. Or 19. 18. 18, I think. Yeah. It was yeah. Like right when like Netflix was starting to become a Academy and Oscar contender. It's <clears> when <throat> they were buying like stuff like they later got irishman from scorsese the next year yeah but that movie came out at a weird time in my personal life Mm. so it was it was at a time when i just didn't see a lot of stuff that i i I, you know would see if they came out now so yeah yeah Uh, i think roma lost to green book i think God. Everything lost to Green Book. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. Everything that you're lost yeah. to Green Book. I still haven't seen Green Book. Andrew tries to get me to watch it by appealing to my love of 90s Fairly Brothers Road comedies. No. 
Yeah. Well, well you say that like I No, I like, know. You don't think it's good. I'm, no, I'm no. not saying that. But it, it's got maybe a little more in common with those Fairly Brothers <laughs> comedies than you would think, considering it's like a Oscar-winning movie. Written yeah. by like a, a weird Trump yeah. guy. Oh, right, right. You remember all that? Yeah. But all the, like a lot of the Fairly Brothers regular actors show up in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's... Like someone singing in a tree. See, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what makes it unfair that like I might end up like... Just I'm like, well, what do I want to watch? And then I'll just be like browsing through some streaming service. And I'm just like, well, Andrew told me that uh, <laughs> that uh, Rob Moran's in this movie. <laughs> so I guess I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll put it on. And then I'll be like, why did I watch Green Book? Yeah. Not to ta- do a tangent. like <laughs> So close to the end. So close to the end. But like. You can probably cut all this out. No, this is great. We usually stuff. don't. We yeah. when it gets to the end and we're like running out of gas, I always leave all that in. And we're like, "Oh, you got anything, Dad?" <laughs> well, but no, like, isn't it weird to think about where if they just like never made another movie ever again, you would still never run out of stuff to watch. Like, there's so many movies to watch yeah. that they could literally stop making movies and just shut the entire industry down. And everyone's like, oh, OK, I'm not doing that. Even yeah. independent filmmakers. And you you could just never run out of stuff to watch. Like, it's it's, it's wild to think about. Yeah, I, it really does stress me out thinking about how I'm, whenever I die, I will not have seen every movie that I would have wanted to see. It's true. God, I feel like I'm in that Twilight Zone where the guy like forgot it, like he's in the post-apocalypse where all the books are laid out. He's a huge reader, and then he steps on his glasses. Yeah, that's how I feel. But you yeah. saying that right? Yeah. Now. yeah. Well, I mean, any no, anything could be an existential crisis if you want it to be. Is <laughs> is the takeaway oh, here? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, do you have anything to plug oh yeah kelly anything to plug um uh go see spider-man uh across the universe or or across the spider-verse it's awesome (laughs) it'd be funny if they were just it was just spider-man singing like shitty beatles covers across the the... (laughs) this movie sucks (laughs) jim sturgis (laughs) yeah go see that it's really cool and the artwork in it is just really cool very nice yeah Uh, yeah well uh that's all i got we'll be back for the next episode soon which will be our discussion about blade 2 oh hell yeah i'm actually really excited this that's two bangers back to back yeah by great mexican directors yeah that's guillermo del toro wow uh, so yeah we'll be moving on to the uh following week now because we we've been doing finally done with this day yeah we've been doing march 15th for the last three years five episodes (laughs) So yeah, Harrison's Flowers, Ice Age, Resident Evil, Showtime, and Eat My Matambian. And now we can finally move on to the next week. Blade 2. I'm excited. Blade 2 is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. Adios. Oh, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Check, please.